Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. pretty fast jason smith and it looks like thus ends the 2017 2018 season bye felicia For, stop wow oh i'm gonna kick your ass now tight shirt i don't care if you're 27 and, and i got 20 years on you and you're in better shape i will kick your ass because i'm motivated he may look better but remember he, no. he doesn't eat any meat it's all about what, lacking of it's all about who's something. got more at stake in a fight no. it's not about anything else than that 
I don't know that your pride is worth much in this particular situation. It's not pride. No, it's about who wants it more. You, I, you want it more? Listen, if I want to kick your ass more Damn than you want to kick mine, I will kick. Robbie Anderson is not involved in this. <laughs> I will kick your ass if that's the case. Just if always you remember to, to have the goggles handy. The yeah. reason for this, as you heard, Kristaps Porzingis leaving the Knicks loss to the Bucks tonight with a knee injury. It's broke. It has just come in. It is official. It is a torn ACL for Kristaps Porzingis. He is done for the rest of the season. And now as he moves towards his recovery, you got to wonder, is he going to be ready? No, for November. So not like the Knicks were steaming towards a playoff spot anyway, but Porzingis done for the year. It's over, Johnny. With a t- it's I'm over. really going to kick your ass, tight shirt. He's got I mean, a, a giant board, a wall of sound. You know, play something. Play something I, I didn't hear on Howard Stern like 25 years ago. Uh, all right, have something updated. You don't okay, t- buddy? Don't tell me Tebow's excited. Very excited. Very excited. Well, that's oh, within so the last excited, 25 so years. Though. I mean, that was that was in Stern 20 years ago. <sighs> Porzingis is done. Done for the season. Pretty ACM. tough though. Because you just had one guy after another. It was a veritable conga line out the door with injuries today. Cantor gets hurt. Hardaway gets hurt. They stop play because Anthony went down. And, of course, Porzingis and his 22, nearly 23 points per game go to the shelf. Now the long rehabilitation process begins. All the bright spots and the excitement that you at least had about one star on your squad. I'm actually envious of the Cleveland Browns right now. Really? And that's where, I mean, that's where, I mean, <laughs> this is, I, look, like I said, not like Porzingis was going to lead the Knicks. They, they just aren't good enough. But, boy, the season started out with so much promise. They were playing every game at Madison Square Garden. And well, that's things they, were awesome. First half of the season was at home. They should play every game at home. I think at some point you, you've got to mix it up a little bit, don't you? At, at least he dunked over Giannis. I mean, That's that right. was the play, yeah, and well, he got hurt. And Giannis flew all over all sorts of other uh, people. Let's, I kept let's waiting to see if we could find the wire. He was jumping out of the building. It was like the the camera they use in the NFL, <laughs> the cable cam. You okay? Yeah, you, you really you know, look affected by because this. Because here's the thing. <laughs> the loser yesterday, goes on the fire. <laughs> yesterday was such a good day. You know, we came on the air, and... And the Patriots had lost. And Brady and fumbled to lose the game, and Syracuse won. You got the Todd father. You got the Todd father. It was awesome. And now tonight I come in a minute before the show, and I always remember you going, Nope, oh, it's a final. That's exactly how ACL. I said it, too, man. It's broke. It's a final. It's a for final. an ACL. Well, because so, we'd been talking about it, waiting for the update for the last hour. Michael uh, Scotto, who's joined us, writer for The Athletic, he uh, he was the first one I saw <laughs> among the blue check marked writers out there to say, "Hey, here's your uh, here's your update per the Knicks," and your the countenance just changed. You were all hyped, you were all excited. We all have the shenanigans about Josh McDaniels. We'll get into that here coming up in about ten minutes' time. Now, hang on a second, because yeah. here's the thing. Now, yeah, we have thirty two losses. Yeah, right. Knicks have thirty two losses. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of losses, but. In the pantheon of the standings, there's still five teams worse than them in the East, and one, two, three, four teams worse than them in the West. Right? That's that's kind of that's kind of where they're at. However, in a year where 
Marvin Bagley could go number one. Trey Young could go number one. The Knicks weren't making the playoffs anyway. It's going to be a slow move to the bottom of the standings. Maybe the ping pong balls come up for the Knicks because I can't see them winning a game without Porzingis. I mean, how many more games are they really going to win? I mean, let's just. Well, they well, should look, just send all four of those guys to injured and reserve and be done with it. They have, they have 30 games left, right? They have, well, they have a little bit less than 30 games left. So, like, three wins for sure. So, if they win three, they finish with, like, 26. That's pretty good. That means the Hawks yeah. would have to win nine to get past them. The, Ooh, the Mavericks oh, would have to win nine. I mean, they have nine. a good social media team, but they can't play basketball. No, no. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. They'll win. They, they, uh, they beat the Knicks. Yeah, Orlando beat Cleveland tonight. I'll tell you what. <laughs> they're saying the, there's a chance. They're rising. And now watch. <laughs> now, now that Porzingis is out and he's done for the season, all this pressure out of the Knicks try to make a trade. They got to get back in the playoff chase. Uh-huh. No, now it's up. Now we'll just get rid of everybody. Ennis Canner, you've been great. You're gone. Tim Hardaway, you'll find someone to take your contract. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone. You, you're gone. You, you're gonna hear Kyle. Yeah, but Quinn, all those guys gone. now you gotta get clean Brandon bills Gomez, of health. You're gone. You're gone. Yeah, but you gotta get clean bills of health. They all left the game with injuries too. Yeah, well, we're gonna tape them up and roll them back out there. We're gonna clear the decks for LeBron James. It'll be LeBron and Porzingis oh, next year. Look at you. He's not coming to the Lakers because of too much craziness. Of course he is. No, they're he's on not the coming. 2019. Look, they got another tampering charge, <laughs> and they've moved on to 2019 for all reports. They just backed it up another year. Yeah, but how's, was, how's this any better than what Jim Buss was doing? It's not. <laughs> this is exactly it's, the it's same really damn not. thing. They threw him out it's on his ear. It's just more fun. It's just more fun because it's magic and Palinka, yeah. and they're laughing courtside all the time. I'm talking about the Greek freak and getting fined. No, no, that's it. He says he's going to be an MVP and win a title, and he gets fined for tampering. You can't even talk. I mean, you're not supposed to talk a lot about players in terms of movement, but you can't just extol the virtues and say how great a guy is. I mean, that's ridiculous. Let's not lose focus, okay? This few minutes right now is about Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, but we got to get okay? the train wrecks this of both coasts no, in, in the same segment. I've got good Porzingis. news for you, Jason. You'd have good news. Wow. It was a fake There's news report. There's a fall report. guy. No. you got to no, have a out. fall guy. No, he's out. Okay. No, no he's, he's out. It's a final. It's a final. We knew that. <laughs> he's not coming back anytime soon, torn ACL. No, I, I, I know that. Okay. It's broke. Yeah. But it's you broke. have a fall guy here okay. named LeBron James. It's his fault. Well, everybody so far that he's picked on his all-star team are just getting hurt. Oh, that's true. Like about this. Yeah. Porzingis was picked on Team LeBron. Yeah. Oh, and what so happens? All-star. It's LeBron's fault. Porzingis. It's a new Madden curse. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron picks you for your team, you start dropping. It's like, and then they were none. Agatha Christie. Just retires. Just, like, yeah, this is either you. a book series or a movie. This is a horror film. It's, it's Eeny, me, my... Yeah, yeah, no. Does that no. make you feel any better? Uh, well, then I can well, blame, blame LeBron. LeBron. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's fashionable. Well, to blame who else LeBron. is there to blame? It's his yeah. fault. Uh, well, well anybody, you can blame really. Steph Curry for not picking him. I could blame Phil Jackson for not trading him for Kyrie Irving in the offseason. Hello. See, Phil. See now, now you're up, right, Phil? I think we know what we're doing. No, you thought his do, his hand and his bony finger had moved on? No, he's still directing. What, like he's the crib keeper, the hand and the bone? Exactly. Finger? Is it the playoffs my, my question is, what do you do when a unicorn breaks a leg? Like, is it like a horse? Do they, like, have to put it down? Oh, what do they, what do, they do? What do, you, what do, they do with that horse? It's a muscat. What's wrong with, with you, With the muscat, what happens then? Wow. 
Tight you get. <laughs> the loser goes on the fire. I'll tell you, man, when you wind up going to hell, people, you're going to go, hey, I thought I lived a good life. And, and, and Mephistopheles is going to go, no, remember that? You shot the unicorn on the Jason Smith show back in 2018. Welcome yeah. to Philadelphia. Wait a minute. <laughs> now you're just replaying. <laughs> We're playing what? pieces Why of, am I on this awning? of Harry Potter. <laughs> you drank the blood of a unicorn. That's what, that's what it is. You drink. You know, you can live forever, but when he soul. goes to hell, will he have a giant soundboard? <laughs> but it won't play the sound. His wall. It'll play the like, wrong sound. It's freezing. Yeah. The system is freezing. Every time he hits the soundboard, it's me doing a Philadelphia accent. Oh. You know, we would have we had Porzingis. We would have loved him, but Joel Embiid, he's even better. You know, he may be bigger than Carson Wentz when it's all said. Maybe not Nick Foles, but he'd be better than that because we love Joel Embiid. He can't stay healthy either, though. This is my nightmare. <laughs> Christoph's Porzingis, done for the season, a torn ACL. Let's spend a minute or so right here reflecting on all the things he has done for the Knicks this season. Is this starting to become like the NFL where star after star <laughs> falls to the wayside? This is the NBA version of Keenan Allen's stats. <laughs> <laughs> the season started for the Knicks with a lot of promise, but they began 0-3 and there were questions. Then there were answers. Three wins in a row, including a huge game from Porzingis when he scored 38 points, even the Knicks record at 3-3. The Knicks went on a tear from that point on, if winning two out of four is a tear, and eventually hit the high water mark of 17 and 14 after beating the Celtics 102-93 on December 21st. Really too soon too. I mean 24 hours he announces he's finishing up touring and he's going to into the good night on on performing. That's what are you doing with Paul just Simon? Focus, too fast. Focus on port. This is No, Porzingis. there's there's just a lot Stay of focused. angst in the air here. Take Jason some, take some Ritalin. focus oh, on Oh man. No. At 17 and 14 it looked like it was going to be a merry christmas for the Knicks. <laughs> However, four losses in a row, and the Knicks never sniffed 500 again. After beating New Orleans, they lost three in a row. Beat Dallas, lost three in a row. Beat Brooklyn, lost three in a row. Lost four in a row. <laughs> but Porzingis was the stalwart through it all. Scoring 20 to 30 points a game, begging for help at the trade deadline, <laughs> while Jeff Hornacek continued to mismanage the Knicks into oblivion with a roster that just doesn't pass muster. And now the Knicks will be Porzingis-less for the rest of the season. You're my boy, Blue! But Joakim Noah could be back. <laughs> maybe He's been exiled. Maybe that's going to be the move that gets Joakim Noah back. <laughs> All those injuries. And what do we got coming back? Joakim Noah. And now it's an uncertain future. Decidedly undecided for the Knicks. And pausing. And it's all LeBron's fault. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Christoph Porzingis done for the season. He dunked over Giannis. Hey! Comes down awkwardly. And now he is finished Bye, for the year. The official diagnosis, a torn anterior cruciate ligament. It's broke. He was helped off the floor by two teammates, couldn't put any weight on his leg. And now he's done, and the Knicks will continue their journey to the bottom of the NBA standings. Spiraling down. It'll be like when, like, when you uh, hear the that, bottom of the toilet. 
No, no, no. It, it'd be easier than that. This is how far they're going to go. What is it? It's the like, Coriolis effect? No, no, no. no. The uh, the Mariana Trench, the deepest you know place oh, on Earth. Yeah. You know, it's miles below the seafloor. It's like the Knicks are in a submarine or some kind of weighted you know thing that that is airtight and it just floats all the way down to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, just all the way down, all the way down, all the way down. Are they there yet? Nope, still going. They got to be there now. Nope, still going. Does this turn into something out of 47 they meters? got to be there. Nope, still going, still going. Still, and bottom of the Mariana Trench. That's where the Knicks are. You okay, buddy? It's buddy. Psychologically, I've, I've seen you, you, you know why? crumble because, over look, the you last know hour because and 20 minutes. I'm a big picture guy. You know, small picture, I don't know. Am I really a big picture guy? But I feel like I'm <laughs> one here. Because the small picture for the Knicks wasn't a great one. They weren't making no, the playoffs. No, I get it. You're trying to rationalize it, no, saying, well, they... they They'll suck more, okay. so they'll get a better draft no, 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 no. pick, and then mean... they'll be able to pair them with. I get it. No, no, no. I no. It's it's not that. It's not that. Although that, yes, it is that. <laughs> but no, what it really is is that. Look, they're not going anywhere this year. I was under no delusions that they're going to make a trade at the deadline. They're going to go get somebody, and they're going to make a huge run of the playoffs, and they're going to you know play the Celtics in the first round and upset them. No, no, that wasn't happening. They were slowly fading way out of the playoff race, which is what was, is what's going to continue to happen, but at a faster rate now. But now I'm looking at the future, and I'm like, okay, so next year the Knicks would have been expected to compete. Porzingis is the guy you can build around. They would have been able to bring in somebody or make a couple of moves. And now it's, is he going to be ready in November? I mean, he gets hurt the end of beginning of February. You think about what what the recovery time is, and he's going to have to be, you know, he's not going to rush him back. Is he going to be ready for the beginning of November? Are they going to suck? Are they going to be able to get free agents while he's gone? No, because nobody knows about, you know, is he going to be – Happy enough to sign there as a free agent? Is he going to come back and still be a great player? Who's going to sign there? It'll be a bunch of hold the fort guys because it's all the Knicks can do. They'll wind up playing Joe Kim Noah even more. <laughs> He'll come back and they'll extend his contract just to get somebody on the floor. And the Knicks are going to be stuck in less than mediocrity for the season after this one. And the big thing now, I'm already looking ahead now. The next big thing the Knicks fans have to look forward to is if he comes back in the middle of the season or a year from now, early 2019, and he plays well for the last four months of the season. It's, oh, boy, you know, hey, we missed the playoffs again and got in the lottery and didn't get a great pick and it didn't work out. But, boy, we're ready for 2019, 2020. That's where I'm at right now. That's a dark side. I'm already at next season's going to be a loss. Yeah, season. but this is great for all of sports talk radio because the Knicks continue to spiral into hell and the Lakers keep kicking the ball down the road. To when they're actually going to get active in 2019, create. guys. That's right. No, We're no. all in. I'm in 2020 now. The Lakers are going to. The Lakers said they're pushing their free agency to summer of 2019. The Knicks have to push it past that now. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. I have the sunny side for the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, the big story in sports. Josh, outside of Kristaps Porzingis, done for the season with a torn ACL. <laughs> Josh McDaniels has reversed field and decided that he does not want to become the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. This was a fait accompli. The Colts announced today, hey, Josh McDaniels is our new head coach, and then he decided, well... I was ready for the presser, buddy. I was. Waiting. I had it scheduled for tomorrow. I was going to have an alarm set in the whole nine yards. I was waiting to hear I'm so all excited. about how he was ready to come in and turn I'm this very, thing very around with a it. subpar roster. How does he not walk in with a cocktail napkin, handing it to, to 
Ursay, and it says, I resign as HC of the IC. Now, that would have been the that? even better trolling job, right? Because yeah, that's kind of funny. This I is like, like when that. Homer was the prank monkey for Montgomery Burns. Here, I'm going to give you a couple extra bucks on your contract. Take you're going to come back and work with us. But what I need you to do is go troll Jim Ursay just a little bit more. We have an actual audio of how it would have sounded had he walked into his press conference with the Colts. You ready oh, for this? Yeah, yeah, go. Let's hear Various it. Various yeah. uncertainties uh. surrounding my position as it relates to the team's new ownership. Um, I've decided to resign as the head coach of the New York Jets. But for me, I just can't do it with the conviction and the confidence and a certainty that it needs to be done the way things are now. I'm out! We need to listen to the whole thing. We couldn't just have the jet and uh, get no. out it for the Jets. You no. want to do that again with Paul Simon underneath? <laughs> he just lost the Super Bowl. The least we could do is play the whole. Now, <laughs> there's many things to come off this, many angles. First, I'm going to say is this. Bill Belichick, if you really are walking away at some point, come home. Every, all is forgiven. We'll take you now. <laughs> We'll take. I don't care. He what about Super Bowl? Yeah, no, he no, no. he wouldn't even walk in there. No, you know There's why? Such no, bad juju would, in there. You know He's no. not even walking in the no, locker room. No, you know why? Because that was just a ruse to make you think like it wouldn't happen. Oh, a big rope. That was a He'd big walk in the Guantanamo yeah. Bay before he Stop. goes in the Jets locker. I really thought Bill Parcells come was home. just going to start cursing out the guy that suggested it. Come home. Come home. I'm. I'm re- you can come home now. It's okay. You can. Come. It's safe to come home. Are we going to sit in the studio later and record the? I'm coming home. <laughs> Jets locker room. Bill Belichick's coming home. Uh, Bill Belichick's off. coming home. Been often there for two. And it would teach him how to say goodbye. To say there goodbye. There you go. Uh, Truncated version of all sorts of Hamilton songs. So he's going to coach the Titans? Isn't he from Nashville? So. It's okay. Come home. Bill, come home. I know you haven't been around since, you know, 99. You're thinking about all the videos of him running. Come home, Bill. When he had a mustache. You know how many (laughs) short sleeve sweatshirts I would buy? Yeah, how many? I'd buy all of them. I'd buy every single one. Surprised that hasn't become something they've tried to push from a merchandising (laughs) angle. But number one, you can dress this up all you want. Josh McDaniels. Reports and sources, Mike Reese of ESPN Boston, uh, laying out why Josh McDaniels changed his mind at the last minute, saying he liked the stability in New England. He didn't want to move his family. He was unsure. Bob Kraft gave him a lot of money. I I get all of that crap. There's no way. It doesn't happen. You coach in the NFL to become a head coach. Josh McDaniels wants to be a head coach. He would have been in a really good situation. He said no. The only reason you say no to being a head coach is if you feel you have the opportunity to be in a better situation to be the head coach. Why did Belichick leave the Jets for the Patriots? He thought, well, I got an owner that believes in me, and and I'm going to go there, and I'm going to make my own identity. There's no way he wasn't given a promise that, hey, this thing with Belichick is going to be over at some point. It's it. Probably not this year. This might be Belichick's last year, but maybe next year. But by 2020... You'll be the head coach of the Patriots. And Josh McDaniel said, yes, I'm young. Uh, I can wait a couple of years. I could, I could be the coach in waiting. So I will. there's no way that wasn't something that wasn't a deal that was struck. So now we know Belichick's closer to the end than anything else because that's the only way that Josh McDaniel stays is if he's promised a better gig. And would you rather be the head coach of the Colts or in two years head coach of the Patriots? Maybe you still have Tom Brady. Maybe you, you still have Bob Kraft who believes in you and you're keeping everything going. There's no way that didn't happen. 
But now I got the sunny side for Colts fans. The sunny side. Sunny side of the street. All right, let's go. Did you lose out on a great head coach? No, you lost out on a guy you thought would be a great head coach. McDaniels was a disaster the first time around with Denver. And I know many people have jumped to the conclusion that, well, Belichick was a disaster the first time around with Cleveland. Then he got what it took, and he become a great head coach now. Well, they, they've so also that's said that. happened with Josh McDaniels. But they've also said McDaniels doesn't like horses. Right, well. Between he, the Broncos and the Colts. If so. he's not a horse guy. Then the loser goes in the fire. <laughs> That's kind of where we're headed. So I, I get that you want to say a guy who stunk the first time around and is getting a second chance is going to be great. He's young. He's he's put up stuff with a great offense. He's had Tom Bleep and Brady for his entire existence. His entire NFL resume is Tom Brady as his quarterback. Take a look at the Bill Belichick assistants in the NFL who have gone on to do things. Nobody has done anything, which is more on my point about why Belichick is doing something illegal because you'd think at some point if his coaching tree was that great that somebody would go and do something good. Either that or he's just the the overseer and and the genius of it all and the other guys are propped up by their cooperation and allegiance to him, just like many of the quarterbacks that played in that around there that everybody got all excited about who never did anything but got nice big contracts. Many Belichick guys have gotten head coaching jobs, and none of them have been any good. McDaniels was awful the first time around. Romeo Cornell was terrible, yeah. fired by the Browns. Bill O'Brien, hey, he went and did great at Penn State. Oh, he's going to do great things in Houston. Now it's his Bill O'Brien going to make it another year in Houston? Is he going to make it? Is he, is he, is he going to be the guy now? You don't know if Bill O'Brien, his status is up in the air. Jim Schwartz, head coach of the Lions, had one good year, then he was done, now he's back in the Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator. So it's not like he lit the world on fire as a head coach. Now, to be fair, we've named off Detroit and uh, Cleveland here. <laughs> Eric Mangini, who took the Jets to the playoffs, but was so bad and graded on the players so badly, he was fired after three years. Charlie Weiss, who was fired at Notre Dame, fired at Kansas, never made it. As a head coach. The only thing you can say, hey, the Belichick coaching tree, well, Nick Saban coached under him when he was in college for like five minutes. No, this Belichick NFL coaching tree, if it really was, hey, the Patriots doing things that were just better than everybody else, then those guys would have taken the Patriots' way to someplace else, implemented it, and done it right. But none of them have. So why do you think that Josh McDaniel suddenly was going to show up and do it? Matt Patricia's going to go to the line. His offense just gave up, just got blowtorched for 500 yards by the Eagles with a backup quarterback and two running backs that weren't wanted by their previous teams. And you got torched. Now you're going to Detroit? Good luck. I don't think you lost out on a great lead pipe cinch head coach in Josh McDaniels. No, the the biggest thing for, for Colts fans, though, is that you've had several weeks that this was the presumption that you'll have a press conference within 48 to 72 hours after the season ended at whatever round and you you move on and and you start thinking about the next year, right? You've gone on from Grigson into Ballard and trusting what moves he's going to bring and wishing, wanting, hoping that Andrew Luck comes back in one piece. And much like you saw with Aaron Rodgers and when he went down for the Packers, that there really wasn't a whole lot in the cupboard. Same thing happened in Indianapolis, and Jacoby Brissett played pretty well at times uh, on an 
undermanned club, bad offensive line, terrible offensive line. Uh, Frank Gore, who's steady as they go, but not a, a breakaway runner. Marlon Mack and Spurts, and T.Y. Hilton's not a number one. So it's him and Jack Doyle that you're teaming up and trying to say, all right, I've got enough weapons here. You didn't. You didn't have much of a, a team. And so if Andrew Luck's not healthy, that's the other part of the equation going, all right, what am I actually going to? So for Colts fans, you know, they're worried more about the roster building, I think, than the head coach. Not that they wouldn't love to see someone with a little bit of pedigree brought in. And now, you know, we're seeing Frank Reich, some of the other names, Tobe, like Jason Cole told us earlier. Uh, one thing that is going back and forth now is there was a report earlier today that McDaniels hadn't spoken to any of the would-be assistant coaches that were going to be on his staff. Uh, Josina Anderson of ESPN now uh, coming on the other side saying, no, 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 he talked to them a while ago. So he didn't t- talk to them today, but it was something that he had already had this conversation that this was in the works. So some conflicting reports on that, but I know there have been several hundred articles, blog posts, and quick hit videos uh, going after Josh McDaniels. I believe the word dirtbag uh, is going to be the number one trending topic here in short order. But if, if this is true, then he at least took care of that part of business, which looked like the worst part and the most egregious of, of any fault to be found here. And, and look at when McDaniels left. The Patriots were great. Then McDaniels left. The Patriots were, were still great. great. <laughs> and they were they, they were getting the they were they were breaking offensive records and then McDaniels came back and the Patriots were great. Matt Patricia is the latest, you know, you talk about McDaniels, but a little bit, Patricia is the latest of, hey, I'm blinded by the Patriots. No, that's right. You know, it, it, it's but, not like the Pats' defense was great. They were they were okay, but they weren't great. Well, no, but it gets mass transform them. Yeah, no, it gets masked by the fact that you had uh, a, ba- a bad division that you played, but certainly they, they were played much better. They bookended with this similar against the Chiefs and then uh, in the Super Bowl against Philly, the yardage and points allowed were about the same and remember back in week one the sky was falling and everybody was worried about a miserable season along the way I think one of one of the other things as you mentioned all these teams between Detroit and the Jets and everything else Patriots have continuity right you've got one of few teams that you just say all right they have a plan and you play to that. So when you go outside of that, trying to get that implemented and getting everybody to buy in, not so easy. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Some craziness involving the Cleveland Cavaliers. I feel like every day we could do a whole show on the Cavaliers because of what's going on around that team. Well, Tonight, live and in living color, 30 for 30. They blew a 21-point lead at Orlando. <laughs> And Orlando stinks out loud. They stink. I mean, Seventeen Ty got thirty-six. Tyloo got sick. Everybody was mad. They led Orlando by twenty-one, and then the Magic outscored them twenty-four to nine in the fourth quarter to win one sixteen to ninety-eight. They outscored them in the second half, sixty-five to thirty-one. Good job. Good effort. That's how embarrassing it was for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And after the game, things only got better. First, here's Isaiah Thomas. IT4 was asked, hey, you know, this team's got to face adversity and, and, you know, got to overcome things. And he said, ha, you know what happens when we face adversity. We, as players, we got we to gotta do better. I mean, when, when they start to go on their runs, which teams is going to do each and every game, we got to come together. And it's like right now, when we hit adversity, we go our separate ways. I'm out! 
Hey, this game's too tough, so I'm just gonna sit on the bench for a while. Yeah, this is what I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a snack. I'm gonna check and say, hey, you know, Josh McDaniels is not gonna coach the Patriots anymore. Let's do some bottle flipping on the sideline. When adversity comes, we go our separate ways. Whoa. Isaiah Thomas, why couldn't he have done this tomorrow? When we're past Porzingis blowing out his knee and Josh McDaniels saying, No, I'm gonna stay in New England. Wow. Well, we just got to it. I mean, others would wait 24 hours to jump on this one. No, we take it right away. You know, it would help a lot if he was shooting better than 36.4%. It would. He's been awful. He has been all, but he's been, I'm surprised he's been such an odd fit with Cleveland. He's not done anything that remotely resembles the player he was a year ago taking over games. Obviously, he's not the number one option. And for Isaiah Thomas, you know, I expected that to be a much smoother transition because, hey, you're still looking for teammates and now you're looking for LeBron James. But he has struggled. I mean, he's had some glimpses, but he has been out now terrible and his defense is terrible. I mean, for a team that can't guard anybody, you put a guy that's really bad defensively on, you know, well, I've seen him, you're going to get that. A couple of folks citing a stat that with all the metrics, he's the absolute worst defender right now in 25 years of tracking <laughs> defensive <laughs> statistics. <laughs> <laughs> defensive play. And if that's true, on a team that was already, how should we say, defensively challenged, <laughs> that you stand out like a sore thumb in that regard is a whole other level. His assist per game ratio is down almost a full two from last year. And obviously points per game down, but his minutes are down. But he's shooting 36%. And you have a tough decision to make with Isaiah Thomas because as this season is rapidly spiraling away and LeBron may leave at the end and you don't you, you can't be stuck with nobody do you commit to Isaiah Thomas and become the guy you build the team around because when he was the number one guy on the Celtics they were great or do you try to trade him and say you know what it didn't work it didn't fit we need a better fit we'll go get Kemba Walker you know, that trade could happen. You could do some kind of deal there and see if that's a better fit. I mean, you've got to do something because Cleveland can't be left at the end of the season without LeBron and without Isaiah Thomas because now you got nobody. And then suddenly you're back being one of the also-rans in the NBA for years and years and years. So that's going to be a very difficult thing is do you hold on to Isaiah Thomas and say you're going to be our future or do you trade him? That's really, really tough. It's very interesting getting 48 easy. hours right here coming up. So – Isaiah Thomas saying when adversity hits us in Cleveland, we go our separate ways, was just the warm-up act. That was just the junior varsity game for LeBron James following their loss to the Magic tonight. 116-98, Cavs blow a 21-point lead, and LeBron addressed his future after the game as far as, do you think he'll be wearing a new uniform sometime soon? Would you wave your no-trade closet fast? No. Listen, I'm here for the long haul. You know, I'm here for this season right now to try to, you know, figure out ways we can still compete. Now, I couldn't give up on my teammates like that. I just couldn't do it. We put too much into the game, you know, every single day. We go out and prepare, even though win, lose, or draw. At the end of the day, we are brothers, and we understand that. So, you know, I owe it to my teammates to, uh, to, to finish the season out, no matter how it ends up. So, no, I would never wave my no-trade clothes. I love how LeBron said, I'm here for the long haul this season. The long hunt's 30 more games. That's right. <laughs> I'm well, here plus, for the long plus haul. whatever playoff run we're able yeah. to put together. I'm here for the long haul this season. That's like me saying, 
Mike, if you need my help moving a couch on Saturday, I am there all day for you until like 10 in the morning, then I got to go. I mean, I mean, I'm here for the long haul. Well, the Lakers gave them another year. <laughs> They're really not ready until 2019. Really yeah. just amazing how the timeline and all these plays keep changing. You had the report earlier from the Athletics, Jason Lloyd, about LeBron James and his relationship with the current management structure, right? David Griffin being gone. Now you have uh, Altman in, in his place, that there's no relationship there, that he's not being consulted on moves. Look, he built this team that he's been suffering with along. Now, I, between Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie Irving, uh, some different reports in terms of how LeBron wanted that all to go down. But certainly this is the team you have, at least for the next 48 hours, and it's really intriguing. Do you trade that number one draft pick? Do you, you do all the – but the I'm here for the long haul comment might be the most asinine thing to come out of his – like, I, he's a calculated guy, and – Everywhere he's gone, it's been great and successful. And so you know there's a, a strategy. And certainly the arm's length relationship with Dan Gilbert has been well chronicled and, and well well established. But certainly as we you see them melt down in another game and Ty Lue for the second time this year leaves in the second quarter with an illness, that this team, there, there's no cohesion. And... That's the one thing, as the leader of this squad, you're supposed to be able to bring them together, and right now they're just flailing. Still in third place in the Mm -hmm. Eastern Conference, despite losing 13 of 19 games. But here's why this is more of LeBron James being calculated. He wants to win the breakup. We've said this the entire season. He's going to leave. He's going to leave Cleveland because he knows I can't win a championship here. So the last three years of my career, I want to spend someplace else the last three years of the prime of my career, I want to say, I want to spend someplace else trying to win. But he doesn't want to be the guy that gets looked at and saying, you left your hometown team again. He wants the image of it to be LeBron had to leave because the Cavaliers stunk. They wouldn't go get any new players for him. He had no choice but to leave. That's what he wants fans to say. And he wants Cleveland fans to cry as he's on the way out. And they go, well, LeBron, you had to go. We completely understand. You brought us a championship. That's what LeBron James wants. And tonight is another example in that. Why would a a reporter ask LeBron James, would you ever waive your no-trade clause? Why is that? That's never a topic that anybody would even think of asking him. And not only does that question get asked, but LeBron's got a great answer right away. Instead of saying... Wave my no trade. What are you, an idiot? Why would, would you I say no you're on cloud nine? <laughs> Why would I wave my no trade clause? That's the response when you don't know a question like that's coming. Russell Westbrook turning questions on the reporters like he was today before in advance of the game against the Warriors and Kevin Durant tonight. That's not a response you give when someone says, are you going to wave your no trade clause unless you knew the question was coming. And that's not a question you ask unless you know that LeBron will give you a great answer. So in the, and I don't know who asked the question, but really, is there any time waking up today, walking into the arena against the uh, playing against the Magic? Do you think at the end of the game tonight, I'm going to ask LeBron if he'd wave his no trade clause? And they would get nobody would ever ask that. But this is what LeBron does. I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, you know what? I'm not saying, but if you ask LeBron about waving his no trade clause, he'll give you a good answer tonight after the game. Oh, okay. Because look what he's saying here. I'm in here for the long haul. The rest of this season, making it seem like I'm, I'm, hey, I'm not quitting and cutting and running on this team. I'm going to stay till the bitter end. But the bitter end is this season. 
He's telling you the bitter end when all of this is happening is this season. So at the end of this season, when the long haul is over, things are going to change. But that's exactly what's happening right now. See through everything he does and says is calculated. He wants to be able to leave and be the good guy. So everything he says, all these stories that are out there, LeBron has no choice but to go. How did the story get out today that LeBron has no relationship with the Cavaliers front office? How do you think that got out there? Well, really? He's got a, another reason why LeBron James ha- has to go. But I got news for you. No matter what he does when he goes, people are going to burn his jersey. He's going to get upset online, and he's going to throw a fit. He's got to realize that people are still going to hate him. But this is what he's trying to do, and tonight was another shining example of that. Trying to mitigate the the hate, and certainly for Cleveland fans, they're going to be able to point to the, the title. Dan Gilbert probably already has another letter written. Uh, as he did after the first departure, uh, to talk about the next era at Cleveland Cavaliers basketball and what greatness will be there as well. I'm curious, the next 48 hours, is it DeAndre Jordan? Do they trade that number one pick that they pulled up with, or do they just stand pat and say, all right, we're going down? Like There's been the rumors of J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, and, and DeAndre Jordan uh, some jumbling there, and the curiosity, just given how poorly they've played over the last six weeks, right? We expected, I think to some degree, as Isaiah Thomas came back at the beginning of January, that it would take him some time to get into to the flow. Certainly would not expect the numbers that we've already talked about here this evening. But that the Cavaliers as a team would start to find their stride, that the first two months glorified exhibition yeah the joke always being that the league calendar year is christmas day and everything thereafter and to that to that end christmas day was the beginning of what has been a miserable run for lebron james and the squad fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.